When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, Geekscapers. Welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, well, I'm going to ask where you've been. But I'm also going to say you need to strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. That's what we like to do here on Geekscape. And you've definitely been getting your fill of it if you're a subscriber. Uh, we are always free, but I got to tell you, the floodgates have been crazy recently. This episode's fantastic. It's a short interview conversation with my new friend, Bomani J. Story, about his brand new first-time feature, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. It premiered at South by Southwest. I couldn't wait to see it, and we had a great conversation. So if you're a horror fan, a filmmaker, or just love two enthusiastic storytellers talking to each other, this is a great episode for you. And it's a bit bite-sized. If you want more from Geekscape and you're like, what is this place? This feed has gone crazy. And I got to tell you how much I love hearing the reaction from you. The big game out right now is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So we did a Tears of the Kingdom special. That's in the feed. I brought you the Zelda actress. Um, and that is in the feed. Uh, Patricia Somerset, we had a great conversation about playing Zelda and being cast as Zelda and everything that came with it. If you are a horror fan, go back one episode in the feed and we talk all about Robert England. We've had some amazing stuff on the feed, but I got to tell you, the thing that is being downloaded the most, and it really makes me super happy so far is the conversation with Tilly Bridges about trans allegories in the Matrix. That conversation blew my mind. It, it it hit me pretty hard. It got me crying for the first time on Geekscape, and I've been doing the show for 16 years. I don't think I'm a callous individual, but that conversation was fantastic. It is in the feed. Uh, and I just got to say, looking at the download numbers, the fact that we've been doing this and trying to build such an inclusive community and that it's Pride Month, and we want people to be represented. Uh, it it means a lot to me that that is the episode that people are gravitating to. I think it's important. I think it's beautiful. Uh, I think at times it's funny, and it's about the Matrix films, and it's about people, and it is everything that I want to do here at Geekscape, which is um, promote storytellers, promote stories. And uh, and get y'all excited. And we'll be seeing Tilly at the Geekscape booth this summer in San Diego. And I can't wait to see you there. If you've got plans to go to the San Diego Comic Con, you're going to come to the booth. And not only are you going to see everything we're doing as the Geekscape network and that Matt Kelly and company have been just enthusiastically working so hard at for so long and learning about maybe more of the podcasts we have here on the network. 
you're going to be seeing a lot of the stuff that we have under the hood that it has nothing to do with podcasting. Maybe some filmmaking, maybe different types of storytelling. And of course, we're going to invite all of our friends to join. If they've made it to San Diego, a lot of the creators we've had on the show will be joining us. Um, there is a panel that I have that I'm moderating that I don't think I can announce yet, but I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And if you subscribe to the feed, you're going to hear it because I'm going to record it. And maybe in August, you're going to get to hear that panel if you can't make it to San Diego. But if you want to meet Tilly Bridges, maybe get a copy of her book, uh, talk about the episode. She'll be at the booth and I have put out an invite and you're going to hear it in a few minutes on this very episode you're, you've got in your ears uh, to Bomani J story. I love promoting storytellers. I love doing everything I can to help them out, especially the ones that I very much, very much believe in. And Bomani is in that category. Uh, I can't wait. I've never met him in person. He, he lives in my neighborhood and I've never met him, but we've been trading texts to, to link up, but he's very busy. I mean, the movie comes out as you're hearing it. Okay. So if you're listening to this, the movie is the embargo has been lifted and the movie's about to come out. So, uh, hopefully I can get Bomani to come join us in San Diego and promote the movie in person too. And you can go meet him. Uh, maybe we meet him at the same time, <laughs> but listen, listen, the movie is called the angry black girl and her monster. It's, I think it's such an impressive first feature. It's such a fun horror movie. Uh, and here we are talking about it. Enjoy Geekscapists. Hey, Geekscapists. What's up? I'm sitting here with my friend, Bomani J. Story. He's got a brand new movie out. It's called The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. I think you horror fans are going to love this movie. It premiered at South by Southwest, and it comes out uh, pretty soon. It's coming out in June uh, on VOD. Uh, it's got a release through All Black, Shudder, and RLJE Films. Um, I'm ex- and that's theaters. actually in theaters. That's in theaters and on digital on yeah. June 9th. Yeah. So that's June 9th on those. And then you guys are going to have uh, the streaming on Shutter and All Black, which is it's an app, right? All Black is like an app or something? It's a streaming service. Yeah, All Black and Shutter, both streaming services. That'd be awesome. And that's uh, after June 9th. But theaters, June 9th. June theaters, June 9th. And then sometime later in the year um, or sometime, it's, uh, it'll be on those uh, services. First theaters, baby. Come see it on the yeah. big screen. I actually suggest Geekscapers that y'all see it on the big screen, especially you horror fans. Uh, mm-hmm. And Momani, are you ready to be like accepted by the horror fans on this one? Because uh, I think that it's a pretty wonderful movie. I think it's great. I think it, 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 Geekscapers, it's like uh, an adaptation, a version of the Frankenstein story. Uh, but it's about this incredibly sharp girl living in a lower income neighborhood it's riddled by drugs, gang violence. It's claimed uh, someone she knows. And I love that opening uh, narration, that opening voiceover. I think it's beautiful what you wrote. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it was um, uh, 
we I was luckily I was blessed with a great cast, you know, and you know, a great team to kind of bring this to life, you, you know. So it was, uh, you know, it's a fun ride as much as production can be. <laughs> Stuff. I actually, Bonnie, like you're being humble right now, but the truth is, like, listen, no offense to our publicists, no offense to the folks at Shutter, like. This isn't necessarily a, a horror show. This is a film show, a, a pop culture show. And so mm-hmm. every now and then I see like a horror show or like a horror movie or something. And it just feels like a lot of other horror movies. No offense to all the horror people up there. Like if you make a movie, if you make a TV show, if you make a web series, if you make anything in this world, I think that you've, you've done something beautiful and you've pushed something and someone will like it. Mm-hmm. But when I started seeing uh, really this this story come around as a filmmaker, seeing uh angry black girl come together and hearing about it on the festival circuit hearing that there's a production that's coming together and that it's a unique look at a traditional frankenstein story um i was into it and i was like okay cool like i hope they don't like they they have the opportunity to do something special here i hope they don't drop the ball on it and when i hear those opening narrations and plus your dp and just these beautiful images that y'all crafted and you hear the opening voiceover death is a disease and this girl who's seen death all around her and starts to decide that she's going to fight death scientifically and she kind of becomes a bit of like dr frankenstein in her neighborhood and she's surrounded by it and she wants to cure it so that she can protect the ones she loves i think you're actually making a pretty personal movie and i think it's a very pensive movie and i and, I, and that's why i think that this movie overcomes a lot of the stuff around it in the horror as far as horror movies go you know so mm-hmm. uh, i will take your credit to your crew did a great job i will take <laughs> your credit to everyone involved your cast great job that dinner scene is beautiful i love that dinner scene but bomani sooner or later you're gonna have to start taking credit for this stuff you wrote a really beautiful opening <laughs> and that walk and talk that opening opens the scene. If you if you drop that walk and okay, so Geekscape, you have a bo, you get why the, why the girl is uh, approaching death in a scientific way, and she's going to try and cure it, and she sees that it's an that, that there's all these different you know results of the of, of the disease of death, whether it be violence, addiction, this and that, all this stuff that's ravaging her neighborhood. You then have a walk and talk to start it off where she's naming the different periodical, periodic elements. And then as you're doing it, you're economically showing the neighborhood, showing the people in the neighborhood. It's like, these are the people in your neighborhood. It's like that little scene, but you're doing it on walk and talk. It doesn't take, what, two minutes? You edited it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take, what, two minutes? But you have the whole movie. You're ready to go. Economic opening, well-written, <laughs> well-shot, well-acted, that's where I set up. You know what I mean? Like when you're playing video games and you're leaning back and then like boss battle comes at you. Oh, you have my... <laughs> you had your... <laughs> like, you know, what, you know what I'm talking about though? Because you see movies and, and in the first five minutes if they fumble, it's hard to get back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, if, yeah. you know, I was like, you have my curiosity. Oh, now you have my attention. <laughs> 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 I mean, dude, take credit for some of that stuff. Where did this story come from? Um, I mean, obviously, it starts with the literature. You know, it's like I, I read the book and uh, was a huge fan of it, loved it. 
And um, after I read the book, I was um, I knew I wanted to do something with it. And I just, you know, knew all these other interpretations, like all the great. You know, they, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They leave a lot of stuff on the floor that I think is very, you know, potent and terrifying and also thematically relevant today. And so I wanted to uh, I wanted to do something with that. And I mixed that with, you know, my my, my two older sisters that I had that I grew up with. They were very inspiring to me. Um, and mentored me and shepherded me through through my life, you know, so I wanted to, you know, they were kind of my muse for this. So <laughs> I, you know, I captured them and utilized them for, you know, as a vehicle for this. And well, Bunny, how, how old were you when you first read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? It's probably about either 18 or 19. I was fresh out of high school. You know, I never mm-hmm. got a chance to read it in high school, but I read it like right after. And then you're getting into film at that time. You're starting to get into it. You, you, you know, you're coming out of just north of here, Riverside, or so, mm-hmm. just just east of here, Riverside. And then uh, you're making your way to USC, where mm-hmm. you're, it's it's the the fire is starting to, to turn into flames, right? And you're starting yeah. to <laughs> was <laughs> was was Frankenstein's story something that was always in your like focus at that point? Were you like I think you know. Horror check, probably. Are you a horror fan? You may, don't have to be a horror fan to make a horror movie. But um, was that something that was a goal for you going through school? You're like, I think this. I think I'm starting to figure out what my first movie is going to be. Yeah, like once I read the book, I knew immediately that I wanted to do something with this. And it was mm-hmm. around the time while, like, yeah, you know, I was going to film school. Sorry, uh, it was around the time when I was going to. Um, uh, uh, going to film school, going to USC and stuff. And it was in the back of my head. I just didn't know necessarily what the uh, story was yet. You know, so it was kind of just brewing the siege as I was learning all these tools and understanding of, of filmmaking, you know. Um, and as I got closer and closer to being able to realize my dream as a director, you, you know, it's like this story kept getting closer and closer to being realized in my head to the point to when I was finally ready to you know, make the leap. This was the, this story was ready in my head to be able to be put down, so I could so I could direct it. You saw all the shots. You saw, Basically, I mean, for, yeah. for the most part, you heard the voice. You heard it. Yeah, you heard yeah. all the different yeah, I voices. It. I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah, and yeah. Well, Monty, let, let's talk about the fact that that Mary Shelley, right, mm-hmm. as a woman writing this book, mm-hmm. is fighting an uphill battle to get this whole thing recognized. Oh, yeah. But then, as a black filmmaker, and you set this in a black setting, black mm-hmm. protagonists, um, black community, mm-hmm. what, what was the fight to get this recognized and get this on screen? And where do you think your place is in this? I know you're going to say some humble stuff, so try not to. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I just, you know... Uh, it was it was a challenge because like I finished the script and we were taking it. My manager was taking it around town for some years before anything ever really clicked. You know, the challenge was like I, I had no uh, director experience. I guess you, you know, it's like is the thing people were worried about and um, and you know just like aversions to the script on whether it would work or not. And so um, those were really the the major like uphill uphill battles was trying to fight that and fighting for my stance that this is a movie that I need to tell no one else. 
Um, so, uh, cause you know, it's like, I, I had a, I had a very particular vision that I wanted for it. Um, and so yeah, it was, uh, you know, it took some endurance and some perseverance, but we, we got, we got through, we got through and now we have what we have now. And what I love about it, and especially that dinner scene and I, Geekscape, I don't want to spoil the movie. It is a Frankenstein movie. You, you Geekscape is who love horror. And I'm going to push this to the horror movie night podcast over here on the Geekscape Network. I'm gonna I'm gonna push this movie because I love it so much, Bomani, and I like you a lot. Um the what I love about that dinner scene is you start to hear diverse viewpoints. It's not about it, it's about the black experience, but from diverse viewpoints within a family around a yeah. table. And mm-hmm. when you say, you know, if somebody says, hey, a I hate using this word, but you tell me if I can use the word urban or not. But if you take like a black <laughs> urban version of Frankenstein, and mm-hmm. that sounds to me, I'm sorry, if that script comes in, I'm like, oh, this is a viewpoint that sounds pretty good and hasn't been done before. Because, yeah. you know, uh, black horror audiences are passionate. And I was telling this to somebody earlier today who's involved in your movie. He's one of my closest mm-hmm. friends. I was playing basketball with him last Sunday. He's one of my running buddies. When he comes out here, Adam played your monster. Oh, really? <laughs> if, listen, I met Adam at a screenwriting meetup last summer. Yeah. Immediately we clicked. And mm-hmm. today, if I were to, I just got married in October. If I were to repick mm-hmm. my my groomsman, I would have mm-hmm. to add one, and it would be Adam. Adam and I talk every single day. So I followed his whole experience of like this movie finishing up, going to South by uh, this and that. Yeah. I talked to Adam every day. I talked to him this morning after I finished watching the movie yesterday. It was too late. Yeah. He flew back to Philly. But I was like, hey, this morning I was like, I finished the movie. I watched the movie yesterday. We shared thoughts. And I said, the truth. And he goes, how do you think the movie's going to get received? I said, listen, like I know this stuff. I mean, black horror audiences, black horror fans are passionate. And, you know, my friend Jeff Reddick, who wrote the, uh, wrote the uh, Final Destination movies, you know, he's a big-time horror fan. And then you've got, uh, you, but other than that, you really have Candyman. It's like mm-hmm. Candy, the original Candyman, the re- Candyman remake, which I thought was great, and then this. And you are feeding an audience that I think is starred for material. Yeah. And so I think you're going to have success with this. I think this is going to be a sequel. You're written it already, right? You've written the sequel already, right? <laughs> come on, man. I'm going to come down the street and fight. Listen, Bomani. Let me know. Bomani. Yeah. I'm not here to fluff you. Like, listen, you wrote the sequel, right? Come I got on, another man. movie. <laughs> no, 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 you should do another movie. You should straight up do another movie because while yeah. you're doing that other movie, people are going to be discovering this movie and it's going to turn into a cult thing. I'm not lying. Literally, you're going to come back in a year. Yeah. And you're going to be like, Jonathan, you were right. <laughs> While you do that other movie, and I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And maybe it's not a horror. Maybe it's like a personal thing. Because I think this is a personal movie, too. Like, you're going to do another movie. I think you should. Absolutely do another movie. You're going to get dragged back into this. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not joking with you. And I told that to Adam, too. Yeah. <laughs> I said, listen, you like, Bomani better have another script on this thing. Because this is a great idea. It's a cool idea. Like... Geekscape is like you'll find out on June 9th in theaters. And I think you should watch it in theaters, Geekscape. This is a horror movie. You're going to want to be, you want the social experience of being amongst other people 
watching a horror movie. That's the only way. That's the best way to watch horror movies is communally. Yeah. Nah. June 9th. Yeah, I was very surprised on the festival circuit. Like, you know, you just don't know how it's going to... I'm telling you, don't mind, why are you surprised? I'm telling you what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know, man. You don't know. Like, you're just putting things on the pad. You're shooting it. You don't know what the hell is going to happen, man. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I was like, I when I was in the... Uh, doing the festivals hearing people's reactions to certain things i was like oh this movie can can work a crowd you know it's like it can do that so i definitely am for it being in the theater like if you can go pack a theater with it man please please show up to the theaters for this june 9th baby let's I'm do telling it you, Geeks Gabus, and even if you're not a horror fan because here's the thing my wife is not a horror fan doesn't yeah. do horror doesn't love it she's a huge edam fan edam's the sweetest yeah. dude Adam, who you great. turned into a monster. We'll talk about that later. Like, <laughs> who you turned into a monstrosity on screen. He was like one of the sweetest, nicest, earnest dudes ever. Literally, I love the man. And yeah. he, played, he played a monster. Uh, and, uh, and I told him, I was like, get ready to strap yourself back up. I hope, that, I hope your outfit wasn't, wasn't, wasn't uh, too, too hot, too, too yeah. uncomfortable. Because Bomani, by the end of this, come on, man. You got to be dread. Come on, sequel. <laughs> you just don't know much about the movie, like sequel, sequel, man. Yeah, listen, if there's if there's demand and uh, you, you know what I mean, everything's right. Like, I, and the story comes, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. You know, it's like that's that's what it takes. You got to be honest about it, man. You don't want a sequel just for the sake of a sequel, right? You want a good sequel. Well, money. <laughs> I, know, I know you were raised right. I know, like you're yeah. humble. I know all that stuff. You're a great, dude. Adam told me about you. <laughs> but next week we're going to meet up for coffee down the street because yeah. we live near each other I want to see yeah. an outline <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing to Adam I'm like, I'm like listen he's like dude you are a hard critic I'm like dude I want to see an outline Just one page outline three acts put two lines across the page I want to see a three act outline that's it yeah. just start it up yeah, yeah. the Wikipedia the Wikipedia entry yeah I'm telling you, in a month, let's see, it's the, the 12th. Okay, let's give it a month and a half. By the end of June, I think you're going to start seeing that I'm making sense. Geekscape is <laughs> in a year. We're going to be talking like, oh, what's in the sequel? Like, he's going to be gearing for production. Like, but money, I like this movie. I think it's great. And I think you have a great point of view. You're, you're, you're director of photography. Can we talk about her? Oh, man, please. She's. The greatest Daphne, yeah, she was Daphne. awesome. She's incredible. Yeah, I was like, you know, I'm honored to have her on this movie. I'm like, man, please work with me again. <laughs> it's like, well, amazing. How'd you find her? Uh, so we went to school together. Okay. And yeah, went to school together. You have a couple different looks in this movie. I mean, you're, I'm guessing, budgetarily and schedule wise, you have to shoot nights and days, and you're respecting the crew turnarounds and all this, but you have day scenes and you have night scenes. And then beyond that, you've got the POVs of crowded spaces in mm -hmm. maybe uh, an apartment or a house mm -hmm. and open spaces like the central area where the projects are and the, is the, the main setting for the movie. Mm -hmm. But then beyond that, you've got perspectives 
where you're very close with character, long lens, and then you add this vignetting stuff, right? A focal mm -hmm. vignetting, not like not like yeah. in post where you color the vignette and you want to angle, you know, direct the audience's eye. Whose decisions were these conversations where you say, "Hey, let's let's get this long lens on it, but let's also add a little bit of like a a focal vignetting to it to give it a little bit of a POV or a little bit of a, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, no. I mean, it was definitely a combination between uh, of talks between me, uh, Daphne, and our amazing colorist Ariana Shining Star. Like, she, you know, our colorist was brought in from the uh, since pre-production before we even started filming, so she could create some like luts and some looks, but also with uh, Daphne. You know, I was like, I told her from the get-go, I was like, look, I, you know, I don't want this movie to just look like everything else. I want it, you know, it's like, I, I love these seventies horror movies and I like the texture of it. You, you know, I like that they have an interesting look to them and I want like, I, I, I want us to explore that. And she was like, I got you. And, you know, she ran off and then she came back with these really unique, like seventies Japanese lenses. Uh, we called them Japanese glass, you know, and they really had this fascinating, like <laughs> fascinating look to them, you know, and I was very like, uh, very happy with, with them. They were incredible. Um, and that's where some of them would give like a, some of them had like a more soft focus to them at times, you know, which was great. And then other ones had like that, just like that warped, you know, uh, mm -hmm. feeling yeah. just like what you were talking about with them, which were really, really cool specifically when they're on that hill, you know, Kango and Vakari are arguing. I think that's the scene where it was like coming into play the most, but yeah, it was a very, um, I, I loved those lenses. I thought they were so unique and, you know, shout out to Daphne for really, you know, <laughs> for really, you know, knocking out the park with that, with our cinematography and Ariana for, you know, bringing that look down. Like it was, I couldn't have asked for a better crew and team to, to make this movie happen. As, as a male, Momani, how important was it to crew with females and people who have different perspectives, different life experiences and adding that, those different diverse flavors on the crew to this 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 dish you're trying to make this perfect feast that you're trying to make on a project like this yeah i mean i wish i could say i was being extremely you know intentional with that because i think it is important to be on one side to be intentional with it but i also just happen to know these girls very well you, you know it's like Daphne, that's, you know, that's, that's my homegirl. And like, she's, I've been wanting to work with her for a very long time, you know, cause she turns out phenomenal work and Ariana, she's just a fucking remarkable, um, uh, colorist, just, you know, just outstanding, you know, she's just been putting in work and then, you know, our, our creature design and gore effects in there, Christina Cordum, like she's just, you know, she came across us and she's incredible. You know, she's a one woman band kind of doing everything in here. So, um, you know, and then our, like our hairstylist, Renisha, like they were just people that, um, you know, it's like, cause I hate the wording of just like, oh, I found who was right for the job. Cause I, you know, I think that's bullshit, but like, I just think, yeah, I think like, it's impossible too. Like, I think uh, you have to shoot at a certain level. You got to shoot with who you got. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? But these, these people were just, people who I, who I loved and I respected and I, 
and I really wanted a part of it. And then, you know, on top of that, you know, it's like the, you know, it's like, I mean, this is Angry Black on the Monster. It's like having a lot of voices in the room, you know, that are different than mine, I think are, are is always an important thing, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. And you can hire the most talented people. You can bring the most talented people in on a budget that you, I'm guessing that you had. I don't know your budget. I know your schedule though. I, just know it, I don't know the exact days, but I know how aggressive it was. You yeah. still need to get them the tools they need, the kind of the yeah. budget they need to do the right yeah. job, and the time mm-hmm. they need. Especially when you're shooting action and, and effects, which take a while. Mm-hmm. They take a lot of time. It's a lot of shots, and you need mm-hmm. to make the effects. You have to light them right after mm-hmm. you applied them right. And mm-hmm. I know from talking to Adam, you were chucking that football down the field as fast and as hard as possible. You guys were like, go, go, go all the time. But that's in the filmmaking. Yeah. That's in the filmmaking. Yeah. I talked to yeah. financiers and they're like, do you think you can do this in 12 days? And I'm like, you got to give me more days. You got to yeah. give me more days. But after, after a while, they look at the numbers and they say, you don't get more days. Like, you do it or don't. How was yeah. that like on set during COVID? No, you also had to do COVID protocols, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the end cost. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, we were we were sprinting. <laughs> you know, it's like I used to I used to run track when I was in high school, and I didn't do the I didn't do the millimeters, and I didn't do the marathons. I did the eight hundred, and mm. a lot of people thought it one of the hardest races because you kind of have to sprint and have endurance at the same time. Yeah, the pace um, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and so like I pretty much consider this, uh, you know, this, uh, this experience, like we were kind of running the 800 together because, uh, we have such a short amount of time, but we had to move, but we also had to have patience with certain things because, you know, Adam has to put on all these makeup effects and like to do the effects, like it takes some time as well as the lighting and stuff. So it was all those things, but, you know, because my crew was so on the ball, you know, cause we only had time to do, you know, one to three takes on the majority of everything. We didn't have a lot of time to do, you know, a lot. So um, because my crew and the people behind me were so on the ball and fantastic, like Daphne would be set up and, you know, there wasn't a lot of work after that. She would just nail it, you know, or, you know, uh, Christina, she would just nail it. Yeah, yeah, they would just nail it. Renisha with the hair, she would just nail it. Our actors, like, they would just fucking nail it. They would come on set and just and smack it out of the park. You you know what I mean? we do a few adjustments, but, like, for the most part, they would just nail it, you, you know, and so because of that, it allowed us to be able to make our days in such a fantastic manner. So I'm just, you, you know, I'm very grateful to that. But Bumani, hmm. as your new friend, yeah, I have to say, though, you are the conduit through which all those things flow. <laughs> you made, you, I, I, come on, man. I know you're uncomfortable with this praise. Too bad. <laughs> Welcome to Geekscape. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. Because you're going to get more of it. And it's going to start yeah. June 9th in theaters. And the Geekscape is going to do it. I'm yeah. serious. You're, you're yeah. feeling all awkward now. I'm Too bad. Too bad. You signed up for this. Too bad. <laughs> this is your monster now. This is your monster now. This is your monster now. And you're unleashing it on the world. And you're going to be like, yeah. oh, no, what have I done? Oh, no. I'm getting too much attention. People are liking my stuff too much. Oh, no. I don't know how to take this praise. Too bad. <laughs> All I can say is I hope you're right, man. I, I hope Let's you're right. Go. Yeah. Next, yeah. We're, we're gonna, next. What's the name of that horror coffee shop over there on Langersham? We're going to meet up there and you're going to have that outline, okay? You hear me? I'm not messing with you. 
<laughs> I got you. I'm sure this. I'm sure this other movie's great, but I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna give you. Let's do like a week. It's one page, man. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It can be handwritten. All right. One week. I got We're gonna you. meet up at that horror. You know the horror place over there on Lancashire. Yeah. We're gonna meet up. Yeah. I was and I'm gonna read. There. I'm gonna see what you got. I'll have notes. I'll have notes. All right. <laughs> But if it's anything like this movie, I ain't going to have a lot of notes because this movie is awesome, Geekscape. Is Geekscape, I'm talking to you directly right here. But Monty J's story, file him away. File the name away, all right? He's going to go make like an art film or something like that first, but then he'll come back with a sequel. You know, you know one for him, one for them, one for you. I know how it works. One for them, one for you. And, um, you know, don't worry about Adam. I've been getting him to our workouts He's been yeah. running the Hollywood Bowl steps with me. Like he's gonna be good. He's good for the suit. He's good. Yeah, he's ready. He's good. Chris coming back. Okay. So right. don't worry. I'm taking care. I'm, don't worry. I'll take care of him. But right. you get me a page in a week, and then you can go mm -hmm. make your art film, whatever you're making. You can go make your film, your personal story, and mm -hmm. then you come back and we'll we'll start talking sequel. Okay, on this thing because I love this movie. Geeks Gavis is in theaters June 9th. You're gonna have to check your local listings. We'll be uh, pushing out here on Geeks Gavis called The Angry Black Girl. And her monster. Google the trailer, and you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, I gotta see this movie. And I agree. And if you can't make it to a theater near you, you're gonna look for that thing on on demand, on Shutter. And this app is called All Black, and it's spelled like all A L L B L K. And go ahead and download that right now because you're gonna be one already. You're gonna be ready to catch this thing when it comes out later this summer. Um, any chance we get you down to Comic Con to to promote at the Geekscape booth maybe in July or something? Man, I've never been to Comic Con. I'd love to. Cool. All right. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk. Uh, Geeks yeah. gave us Bomani. Thanks, man, yeah. for making this movie. And I, 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 you know, I'm being silly about the sequel. I am actually invested in what you're doing next, regardless of whether or not it's a sequel or not. Okay, man. Yeah. No, I got you. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I got you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love having you on the show, man. Uh, no, thanks, man. dude. Fantastic. Yeah. No, thank you, man. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. All right. That was Bomani J's story. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I can't wait to see what Bomani does next. I was definitely putting the pressure on <laughs> in that episode. I'm really, really happy he's texted me since <laughs> um, because I was putting the full court press on him doing that sequel. Uh, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go check out the movie. I, I cannot uh, endorse it enough, especially if you're a horror fan. Uh, we try and cover a lot of bases here on Geekscape. And I love promoting horror to our horror fans. Uh, there is so much more on the Geekscape Network. If this only was the uh, very beginning of your introduction to Geekscape, not only do we have a ton, 16 years worth of podcasts on this very feed, but we have podcasts across the network through all sorts of diverse interests in pop culture and all sorts of fun stuff. And we're adding them constantly. That's Matt Kelly's job. <laughs> Actually, that's Matt Kelly's addiction. All right. <laughs> and uh, we're having fun doing it. I am trying to slow down. I'm trying to pace myself. I'm trying not to give you guys two podcasts a week because I can't maintain it, I don't think. But then something happens like Across the Spider-Verse comes out and we have to do a special. So as long as there's pop culture to talk about and storytellers to tell those stories, I want them on Geekscape and I want y'all listening. So share it with your friends, write a review, hit the subscribe button, do all those things like leaving five stars that helps our visibility, okay? Uh, I hope you had as 
much of a blast listening to this episode as I had recording it. And we're going to talk to you very soon. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.